real money. All right. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We are here for take two of our emergency podcast, especially filming on a Saturday evening. We are releasing this as a Monday. So welcome to the show. Um, Obviously, I want to tell everybody that Mike is a little upset with me right now because I have been censoring his ad reads and I've been putting in professional ad reads and he sent me a nasty text message being all pissed off. Yeah, so, hey, what 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 the fuck is this? I hey, I I should be able to a say whatever I want at, at, at for our ad reads. We you know we're trying to promote our sponsors. I'm trying to promote them in a way that is, you know, fun and exciting and interesting and our I think we've with our sponsors we've been overwhelmingly positive with that and getting into what we're going to be talking about later. Freedom of speech. I can buy whatever I want. I can sell you whatever I want. Eat a dick, Aaron. Well, <laughs> since I changed the ad reads, we've been uh, getting more response out of them. So I'm sorry, sir. I hate to break the news to you. Oh, really? You've been split testing these. Yes, exactly. I, but I, anyway, I, don't know. I, li- I like to see the analytics on this because I, I don't know. I think your numbers might be fake news. But anyways, we are powered by first, uh, sorry, uh, Spirit Leaf Waterdown in Waterdown, Ontario. Alex and his crew are the top of the business as far as the cannabis industry goes. They are a great crew, know their stuff more than anything. They're located at 64 Hamilton Street North at Waterdown. And big thing for that, guys, obviously with the lockdowns currently, you will have to do curbside pickup. But in order to get your discount. What you need to do is go online. You've got to follow them on Instagram plus the Choking Hazard on Instagram. And then when you go for your online uh, pickup, more than anything, you're just going to go show them that you are following us and you're going to get your discount when you go pick up. Cool? We'll cool. make sure that we have – Yeah. Cool. That's, fanta- <laughs> that's fantastic, Aaron. And besides, what a, you're, everything is closed right now, right, Aaron? Where can you that go? Is- what can you do? What else are you going to do? You might as well just smoke some goddamn weed, right, Aaron? So you're going to go check out Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North, as I like to point to uh, this gentleman over here to, to say the address. You know, that's our, that's our thing. We're just, drill, we're just drilling the, the location into your head. And besides, what else are you going to do? You got all your CBD needs, your THC needs, CP3O needs, GameStop needs, whatever, whatever needs you have they can fulfill at 64 hamilton street north waterdown ontario is the spirit leaf location follow the podcast follow their page and you'll receive a little discount on your curbside pickup order we are also sponsored by aaron project x card did you know that i did yes i helped you set know, that up <laughs> did you know that they're a not-for-profit that works with at-risk youth in the gta did you know that i am quite aware you were quite aware. Well, are you also aware that if you follow Raul Chavez on XGuard at the at Project XGuard, and if you also follow us at the Choking Hazard podcast page, if you know anybody that could be influenced positively by the powers that jiu-jitsu can have on you, the, the wizardry of, of jiu-jitsu, give us a follow. Give uh, Raul Chavez a follow. We're trying to support a, a good cause here and a, a great not-for-profit that is in the community that is trying to create some positive changes. One thing I will say about Raul is he is all into this, um, I guess, cold therapy now. So William that, Hoff method, uh, yes, the, like the Wim cold Hoff, ice bath. Wim Hoff. Oh, Wim, 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 Wim Hoff. Hoff. Oh my goodness. Like a, Very, Wim, very Irish of you, Aaron. I, was even, I don't even know. The William Hoff. so so william hoff of the hoffington clan (laughs) yes but uh yeah he posted something on today where he again it was like negative like 12 this this morning and he's him and his uh his boys were on the porch basically just hanging out in their bathing suits and i'm like yeah i'm i'm good i ain't doing that (laughs) you don't you don't do that on a january day aaron I don't. I am not that guy. I'm a sauna guy. I, I miss the sauna. I'll be honest with you. Are you going to build a sauna in your house one day? Oh, bro. I am like debating bro, doing it on my bro, porch. Bro, bro. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm literally debating doing it on my porch because it's like I miss it so much. I haven't like since obviously the whole pandemic started, like since the club was shut down and the whole deal, like I haven't been able to do that at all. 
Yeah, no, so. no sauna. It, it really helps, especially just like there's there's some benefits with your immune system. There's benefits with relaxation. There's also things with like Wim Hof, as you were mentioning, that you know that help with a lot of those things as well. Or it can help with can actually help with like fat loss as well in some in some crazy ways. Believe it or not, Aaron. Believe it or not, just give it a oh, try. Like, like like don't get me wrong. Like I I I believe I would do it if I had the option for like a sauna as well, like, cause you know how guys will do, like they'll do the, the, the hot cold. So they'll yeah. do, they'll do sauna and then they'll go cold. Right. So if I had that option, I'd probably do more cold therapy more than anything, but I don't have that option. So I'm not going to fucking do it. So, <laughs> so, gonna so, it. You're going to go, you're going to go outside. Your nipples are going to cut diamonds. You're going to be so cold. Yeah. Uh, and plus I live in a townhouse complex. My neighbors don't hear, need to hear me screaming and uh, swearing all the side. So. Well, isn't that like a regular day for like your neighbors? No, I'm actually quite calm with them. I stay inside. I do my thing, but I want to say like, we got a lot of things to unpack today where it's been a busy week more than anything. I think it's been one of the more crazier weeks than um, anything. I mean, like, Strange things have happened in the BJJ world. We've had crazy things happen in the MMA world. We've had crazy things happen in the stock world. We've had crazy things happen in Canada as well, especially with the most recent travel ban. And the what is going on? Oh, my goodness gracious. So you just have everything going on. So we'll, we'll unpack what we can today. And um, but like, yeah, man, like, how's your week been? Like, tell, like when you're seeing all these things happen, I, it's almost like not a revolution, but it's just like, it's insane. Like there's just some stuff you just can't believe that's happening. And you're like, is this, a, is this a simulation or real life? Or are we just like, what's going I don't, on? I don't even know where to start with this week. It's definitely been uh, very interesting. Um, st- I guess even just starting with GameStop, it's pretty much turned into, I don't know if for the people out there who aren't aware of the situation, there was, um, some, some Reddit members, uh, there's a, basically a forum that, that talks about, you know, wall street, like the stock market, it's called wall street bets. Um, check them out. It is a hilarious forum for, for those reading just for like entertainment purposes only. Um, this is not financial advice. This podcast is definitely not financial advice. If you're looking for financial advice, you are tuning into the two worst people imaginable for that oh yeah 100%. so I don't what we're going to be talking about on here is purely i think i would say satirical at the at the very least so so where where was i so with wall street bets there was a gentleman on there because a lot of them talk about like stocks like okay like um here's a good case for buying tesla here's a good pay you know for buying apple like things like that so one individual um he noticed that there was a extremely large short interest on gamestop and it was actually over the basically how many outstanding shares that gamestop has so i don't know aaron if you if you follow um kind of like all the lingo but I'll, i'll explain it for the people that don't know basically to short a stock is basically you're betting against it. So like, let's say you buy a company, you buy Apple, for example, you're, you're buying that a piece of that company for a price and hoping to later on sell it at a higher price as you're anticipating them, you know, like, you know, they're making money, they're increasing their sales, their bottom line, you know, things like that. You're expecting that stock value or price per share to appreciate over time. Now, Short selling is kind of the opposite of that. You're actually betting against a company and basically betting against them to fail or their stock price to decrease over time. So that's the main difference. So what this gentleman noticed is, hey, there is a lot of short interest in this particular name. I mean, yeah, they've been struggling. Like it's kind of a, I think retail in general has been, people have been kind of transitioning out of that like sector slowly. And it's kind of a dying sector where, you know, a lot more people are like, you know, buying stuff off Amazon, for example. So you have, see, I kind of have that factor, but then you notice that over 130% of outstanding shares were shorted 
and by yeah. there's there's one company it was called Melvin so, Cap- Melvin Capital. Yeah. Melvin Capital was the the one that had all the the basically they had shorted pretty much the the biggest share out of it more than anything. The biggest share out of it, they they weren't the only ones, but there were like there were other. Oh, Cit- Citadel was another one, and Point Seventy Two had infused uh, um, a close per, uh, position on it as well. So basically, basically what happened is this guy proposed like a thesis of, hey, if we buy the stock and if we keep buying it, and the stock value goes up, so in order to cover a short position, which I'll explain in a second they need to sell it at a higher price and they're going to lose money. And this is going to create kind of like a a panic or a squeeze, which is basically what happened. So he was proposing this at like $4, like, Hey, I'm going to buy, I'm going to hold on to this thing. And eventually they're going to have to cover their short position because also it's like, it's, it's kind of a sketchy practice as well, Aaron, because think of it like this. Like if you have 10 cars and you're like, you can like, you can buy a car, you can sell it, but like, you don't even, let's say you don't even own those cars, which is kind of like short selling. You don't even own those shares or pieces of a company. You're borrowing them from other places. And he noticed that there are more people borrowing. There are more short shorted shares borrowed than there actually were shares that existed, which is another reason why this whole catastrophe of a mess happened well tell me me how that makes sense (laughs) well exactly right like i mean if you're allowed to short 130 percent of the company when there's not even 130 like again you're going over percentage of how many shares what's the definition of 100 percent? it's all of that percent how the hell can you short more than 100 percent it's like saying you're like 110 percent you can't get physically give more than 100 percent because that's all you have to give yeah like i mean at the end of the day this was basically a fire of of the perfect storm of these guys originally from wall street bets and reddit having these conversations and then obviously pushing that stock driving the sale price up these guys having to cover their short losses then that catching on fire people seeing that the stock is moving up then it basically going viral and having people who are not even in the market and not even really kind of invested in this whole thing, all of a sudden seeing it and then driving that stock price up and then noticing other formulas, especially on different stocks. So AMC, um, Nokia, Blackberry, and all like Sundial is another one. Um, so all these other ones that had short positions set up on them. And basically it just created this huge firestorm. And I think it was a, it was the perfect storm all pushed together. And you got people sitting at home that have an app service that they can just do it themselves and they don't have to go through a brokerage or anything like that. People are just like, Hey, this is our chance to give it to the man. Right. Let's go, let's go kick the man square in the dick. That's what we're doing. Basically. And, and again, it just, like when so when did this when did it really tip off it was like thursday right it, no, was, it was sorry it was, it was wednesday it wednesday. was when, it was wednesday but it was it's been building for a few weeks and now like this it's, isn't uh, like with gamestop to like give you like some background like they have a new there was like a new ceo ceo or like new officer who came in i think his name's ryan cohen we're gonna have to fact check that google that shit aaron as i'm talking yeah, i'll look it up yep google that shit okay yeah. so Get on there, Jamie. <laughs> Anyways. Keep talking. So. George Sherman, yes. It's, uh, I think it's. Uh, His name uh, is. The GameStop CEO is George Sherman right now. There's a new. I think it's Ryan Cohen. There's a new person on their on their board who bought, I think, like. He bought a big stake in the company. So he's on the. He's like basically uh, one of the chairmen on there. And he wants to turn the company around. He's He believes in what they're doing. But like, Okay. Just like anything, it's kind of like blockbuster. You gotta you gotta evolve with the times. People aren't renting movies anymore; they got Netflix. So yeah, okay, so he's yeah. on there as well. Yeah, it's yeah, Ryan Cohen. Yes, yes, you're correct. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure I had the name right. But he wanted to, you know, modernize the company. I guess you could say to say the least. So yeah. 
Like, what are the trends now? Like, you can buy gaming, gaming computers. It's like going to like the app. He basically wants to have like the Apple Store, Microsoft Store, where like you go there, you can play Xbox. You know, you can. There's different like VR, virtual reality things you can do there. So he wants to basically change kind of that whole experience, which is a, you know, it's an interesting, mo- more modern take versus, hey, I'm gonna go there and buy video games, but you can you can do that on Amazon. You can order on there. So like he, he basically wanted to, to change the model. So that was kind of like the first spark. And then like people are starting to notice it more and more. And as people are talking more, I think the big, the biggest thing that's happened is when you have a short position, you can, your losses are infinite versus like, let's say if I buy a stock and it goes to zero, like let's say I put a hundred bucks in, and I buy a stock and it goes to zero, I'll just lose that hundred dollars and then that's it. Now, if you're shorting a stock on the other end, your losses can be infinite. So basically what that means is if I short a stock at a hundred dollars and it increases 10 times in value, I have to buy that stock back and I owe the, I owe those shares over a thousand dollars. So just yeah. using that basic math as an example. And what they've realized is doing that with this squeeze and GameStop is probably the most extreme example of it, but you mentioned some other games where there's a lot of short interest where if they have to cover, they have to buy back the stock. If they buy back the stock, the stock's going to go up whenever mm-hmm. people are, there's more buying than selling the, the, the asset will appreciate. If you go to the store and, you know, oranges are in demand, you go to buy oranges, the prices of orange, if the more oranges you buy, the more, you know, there's less just basic economics. Hey, if there's less oranges to buy, they're going to cost more. So as, as the stock became less and less available, more people piled in. And it's just basically the biggest domino effect that you can see where people are buying stock price goes up. If there's a short position, they should probably cover, or they can lose their entire, you can lose your entire savings and some like you can easily go bankrupt, which is why short selling is also a very dangerous tactic in uh, the financial world, to say the least, but it, it is a tactic. Oh, yeah. But um, did you know right now that GameStop is, <laughs> is a bigger valuation than Best Buy currently right now? <laughs> which I personally think is hilarious. But like, at the end of the day, people can should be able to buy whatever they want. So if I well, want to go I think, store, I, think, I want to buy oranges, I'm going to buy some fucking oranges. <laughs> yeah, like that that does get into the um the real gyps of the entire um complex thing whereas like you have a company and again that's made for the retail investor like Robinhood that basically said on Thursday we are not going to allow you to buy GameStop and, and other selected ones. Like I'm not going to list off all the tickers here, but basically say you can't buy them, but you can sell them. And <laughs> which, if is, been, uh, which is absolutely utterly fucking ridiculous, <laughs> which is again, it, it, it's, again, this, this is now turned into something bigger because again, it happens all the time where if a stock is um, where there's fraud or other issues, they will not allow any trading of the stock. So you can't buy it. You can't sell it. Right. So they, till they figure out what's going on with the actual stock. So that's called a correction. Right. But you can't, you, they literally capped the market and they cratered the stock price by not allowing individuals to again, buy it, which is bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, which, which is also probably coordinated with, Hey, we're giving you a chance to maybe get out of the short position, which I think by the de- by the very definition of this is manipulation. So you're it, you're allowing you're allowing them like you know other companies or hedge funds to get off the hook of their huge mistake that you know regardless of what you think of GameStop, like if you see you know a trade going wrong and it's not in your favor, you should get out of that thing as soon as possible. Cut your losses move on to something else instead of digging your heels in and going, no, I'm right. This game, this I'm right. Even though the market's wrong, doesn't matter. Like if the price go, the price can just keep climbing and 
I, I think the other issue is you can't, you shouldn't be able to, I don't know how you can short over a hundred percent of something that's not there. Well, I, think that's, I think that's really the ultimate reason why this happened because if I, if all the shares of GameStop get bought up and people are just holding them, which is the plan, you're pretty much taking that hedge fund ransom. They can basically name their price and go, we're going to sell it for 5,000 a share, 10,000 a share, yeah. sell it at whatever they want. And like, it's regardless of what the, the company or the business model is. If you, if you have a position that you need to close and there's no shares to close it, name your price. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like Twitter was a war zone. Like, and it, again, if you, if you see, like, I, I, like, again, we're off right now and I have had time, right. Where I've been you're, able you're, to just watch, watch the threads. Hold on. You're on, you're on Twitter. I have, tw- we, the, the podcast has Twitter, but you, <laughs> I don't, I don't go on Twitter. Do you, do you have Jack Dorsey on Twitter? Uh, I do not have no. him on Twitter. No. Fuck Jack Dorsey. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but um, fuck Jack Dorsey. Yeah, go on. Like, like, like it was crazy. And like, again, I'm not going to go here and say like all this information is correct because again, this is a guy that doesn't know much about trading at all. And whatever I say, nobody should be taking as advice or anything like that or take it as true. Right. But when you look at everything that was going on, it purely looks like manipulation where it was allowing these companies to get out of their short positions or give them time to figure out or build, um, build equity so they could actually start paying things. And again, I did listen to the Rob, I saw all the news interviews with the Robin hood CEO, Vlad, but I know a liar when I can, when I've had conversations <laughs> with people and when people are asking simple questions and then the actions just don't line up with the questions. I mean, I'm sorry. I like, <laughs> I got kids tell me, lie to me. Tell me what like, you saw there, Aaron, in your, like, you got, you got somebody who can't tell, tell a proper story. I'll be honest with you. Like it, it looked a hundred, again, what do I know? Right. I don't know much. Right. But, if you look at it, it just doesn't look right. And it doesn't look like there's any truth to what he's saying. I'm like, yeah, sure. Some of it makes sense where, okay, if there's a liquidity issue, right. Where he, they need to build something. I totally understand that, but it didn't look that way. You know what I mean? No, and then, it, they, it, and then all of a sudden, did not. and then all of a sudden they, um, they raise a billion dollars to cover their position. Right. So how do you not, how do you say you don't have a liquidity issue, but then all of a sudden you raise a billion dollars in capital. (laughs) There's a lot of, uh, I think this really reveals a lot of the, the shady underground there. Oh, there's Aaron. You keep going. Keep going. Yeah. I think this really reveals a lot of the, the shady underground kind of like, wall. I'm not saying like all of wall street or all hedge funds are bad or they all do sketchy stuff. You know, a lot of them do legitimate business and, you know, some are trying to blatantly manipulate the market in in their favor, of course. And what is happening now is you have a large following of people that are pushing back against that. They saw what happened in 2008 when like the housing market crashed in the U S and, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them are like younger generation, like, you know, like I would say 30 and under who, you know, there were kids when it happened, they probably didn't fully understand, you know, why their parents lost their house are, you know, financially were struggling. They did maybe didn't fully grasp that, but then, a lot of that had to do with what was happening in Wall Street. That's a whole other conversation. So now, now a lot of them are like, you know what? We're, we're pushing back against this now. You, you shouldn't be able to do this. We're going to push back on it. Name a price and we'll sell. It's going to be a lot. Listen, at the end of the day, all the, if, if the rules are the rules, you, you should be playing by the rules. Right, no different than it's a jiu-jitsu match or if it's a Super Bowl. If the again, if you're if it's fourth down, if it's fourth down and you stop on the goal line, and then all of a sudden, no, you're going to give you another four downs. Okay, that's changing the rules. If we're in a jiu-jitsu match and I'm up points, and then all of a sudden you just oh, 
no, you know, we're going to take away that sweep and we're going to take away this because uh, that guy's not supposed to be losing. Like, is that what you, is that what you always try to do to me when we're training? Always, always, always. Talk. Oh, that that always wasn't talk. a sweep. <laughs> yeah, that was not a sweep. That, those points don't count. But you can't change the rules mid-game, right? If you want to change the rules after, okay, after market close, that's fine. You can't change it the day of trading and not allow the general public to be, but, but everybody else still has access, right? So again, talking with, with the guy that knows nothing, right? And I'm not accusing anybody, but everything just looks fishy, right? And again, uh, if you- Yes, if, Aaron, it is very fishy. <laughs> but, but again, like we, we look, at, look, at, look at Hollywood for fuck's sake, look at television, okay? We have a, a there's a show called Billions, which is a hedge fund, company and they basically manipulate the market all the time to get their gains and push companies under their again wall street the wolf of wall street margin call uh, a big short all these different fucking movies all talk about how wall street fucks over everybody else right and now finally the little guy figures out how to do it and then nope that's not how he's supposed to do it no we no no no, no. You're, you're, you're not allowed no we're going to change the rules you're not allowed to make money <laughs> and, that, and that's and that's what's happening is when the shoe is on the other foot they're 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 trying to change change the rules of the game which you can't do so, so i think Going forward, like, what, what's your take? Like, how would you, I don't know, I guess, how do you prevent something like this from happening again? Or like, well, do, you I, re- I, do you regulate? I, what do you do? Like, you're talking to the wrong guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know I am. <laughs> do you want me to feel this question? <laughs> but um, like, yeah, like, I, I, I don't really have an answer for you. But I mean, like, there's obviously going to be some form of change because again i don't think because I, I i think the new type of investor and again i think you've attracted more people into the market which is great you got more people into the market but you have a lot of people who are going to be like hey we're going to figure out these algorithms we're going to figure out what you guys are doing but you guys can't keep changing the rules Right. So again, if they, if they have to have this, a plain set of rules that everybody has to follow, and that's how a free market works. These are the rules. There's winners and losers. That's, that's how it's played. You can't change the rules midstream. Right. But again, no. and it, it, it comes down to the big players like the NASDAQ and all that kind of stuff. Like if they need to be following the same rules as everybody else. Right. And I, I was laughing because uh, did you hear the story about the, um, the crying uh, billionaire over this whole thing? Oh, well, what was he Le- crying into so his caviar? Le- of- yeah, basically. So Leon, Leon uh, Cooperman or whatever, uh, he was basically going on all this, this fair share thing is all bullshit. And this is just an attack on wealthy people. But we all need to work together and get through this whole thing because of the pandemic. It's like, go fuck yourself, bro. Like... <laughs> don't talk about attacking the wealthy. Like they figured out a way to, to the same system that you guys took have been advantage doing. of the situation that, you know, like a lot of and, people in, on wall street have done for years. And at the and, end of the and, day, at, at the end of the day, Aaron, now if GameStop went bankrupt and you know, their stock went to zero, would, would they be crying? Would they be crying no. about like, Oh, this, Oh, it's not fair. Oh, woe is me. No, they would they care that, you know, you know, tens of thousands of people will potentially lose their jobs because a lot of those a lot of those people that work at GameStop or, you know, maybe they're relying on that income. Maybe they have a family they need to support. Are they going to be, uh, hey, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps there, Boomer, and uh, get in there and <laughs> go work hard and go and, and do what you need to do? No, it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> Listen. At the beginning of the pandemic, they pulled numbers, okay? The top billionaires, okay, as far as an accumulative of wealth, of how much money they made was $3.7 trillion since the pandemic and so to the amount of time now. The amount of people who lost income throughout the entire pandemic, and this is U.S. figures, so don't, uh, not Canadian figures, but 
they did a, a poll, $3.5 trillion of lost wages on, as far as people losing their jobs, companies going bankrupt, all that kind of stuff. So the billionaires got richer. And again, if they're smart and they run successful businesses, all the power to them, right? But let's be real. Who, who are we arguing about, right? Like the little guy figured out a way to do it. Like, I'm sorry, like you can't change the rules. <laughs> like if you're gonna change the rules, everybody's just, gotta change the rules together. Just because you're not losing, you, just because you're losing, you can't take your ball and go home. I think this exactly. is gonna be real interesting in the coming weeks because there's still a large short interest. It's still over a hundred percent. I think oh, maybe Monday's- a little bit of it has been closed, but you know what? This this could just be the tip of the iceberg that's happening. I, so. I, I think it's it's, it's going to be interesting. And again, the the biggest uh, I forgot the gentleman's name, but basically they were saying is like if they keep trying to change the the market and the the, the market will eventually correct itself, right? And you probably won't see this type of storm again, like the, as, as volatile as it is, right? Like, so we'll see what happens on Monday and kind of go from there. But you're going to have a lot of these new young investors not want to play in this market anymore. And they're going to go to the crypto market, right? Now, that's a whole other ball game that I don't understand. And I'm not even going to talk about it because... Bitcoin. Well, I, you're you're like, definitely an, an expert in that uh in that category of Bitcoin. I, 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 I don't even understand how because it's something you can't see, and I like I don't know how people make money on it, right? <laughs> I just see the numbers go up, and again, if you have it, awesome. I I wish I bought some back then because I'd probably be wealthier, but I don't know how. <laughs> just I don't know. Help me, somebody. Reach out to me at yeah. the Choking Hazard podcast page. Yeah, Help man. Like if you. If somebody could come on here and explain cryptocurrency to us, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> like, just so I can have an understanding. You're like, so what am I buying? <laughs> yeah, no, like there, um, was it Ronnie Chan? Uh, he had this great segment on uh, the Daily Daily Show or whatever it was, what was crypto? It's all, it's like basically like the big short kind of movie, but they kind of like tried to explain it on comedy and I still don't get it. And they still don't get it. I still do not understand, but no, it's, it's going to be a real interesting few weeks coming up. And speaking of interesting, we, we put out a, I guess an analysis slash predictions for the, you know, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier fight. And boy, was I wrong. Oh yeah. Like we were definitely wrong. Um, I, I, it was crazy, man. Like I didn't expect that, but I, I also am not surprised. Right. Me, me too. I, I'm now, not, I'm not surprised, I it, but I think it was like, you're, you're expecting to see the Connor that, but I think if you, if you, if you actually watch the fight back, like I kind of watched the replay, I was like, wow, the stance is different. Like he's so tight. Like he wasn't loose at all. He wasn't, again, like, it's, remember Jose Aldo, right? Yeah. Jose Aldo used to come in with those kicks. Everybody was using his, he was using his kicks. He would blast the legs. He's in and out. He's just, just elusive, right? He was very good at his game. And then Connor was the same thing. He would use that front kick. He would come in with his kicks. He, that was part of the game. He'd prob, prob, prob. And then he'd come in with his left. And then that wasn't, that wasn't happening. He was, if you look, there's a comparison of like Connor's stance of, of the fight just recently. And then even him with Donald Cerrone, the stance is completely different. He's up high. He's like a boxer. What happened? Like, I don't know where, what the game plan was. Like, I don't know if it's just ring rust. Is it different things? I, I do think only fighting once in a whole year is totally different from, again, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's probably a combination of a few things, but it's also like, you got to give Dustin Poirier credit. Like he's a oh, 100%. legit world-class, probably potentially the next lightweight champion. We'll see. He may be fighting Charles Oliveira. He could be fighting. He could be fighting. There's a lot of different names. He could, he could be uh, matched up with, but yeah, he, I was very, I was very impressed with what he did. He came in very smart game plan, trains at a world-class camp. He's got world-class guys to work with every day and some of the best minds 
an MMA that he's, he's been working with for years as well. So he has all, all the tools in place and they, they got a good game plan. They, they attacked the legs, they slowed him down and then they set up the KO with the hands later, yeah. later on in the second round, which I was very impressed with. Yeah, no, it was a really good fight. And per, again, like you said, perfect game plan. And now they're one for one. It's curious to see if they do the rematch at all. Let me ask you this. What, what do you do with Connor now? I don't know. Um, I think you need to, he needs, he needs fights. Um, you want to take advantage. Obviously he's, he's a big money draw. The biggest, probably still the biggest money draw in MMA right now. Yeah. 100%. So you still need to highlight him, but is he, you know, lightweight championship material right now? No, like you, you can't really, you can't really put him in that top upper echelon. So, you know, who do you put him against? Do you put him against like, like a Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje? What's the, I I think he goes up against Chandler. He's the underdog. I think so too. It's it's crazy. I I don't like that fight for him. I don't like that fight for him either. Even I think Gaethje would be a bit, uh, a very tough match for him right now. Like, I honestly, like, when I look at it, like, we look at matchups, uh, it's almost like I'd kind of want to see him do go with um, Diaz, Nate Diaz again at 155. That would be a big but, fight, and it's it's also two people that, you know, like, I don't think Nate Diaz is going to be in, like, top championship contention right now either. So that's a good fight, I think, for both of them to kind of see where they're at. So yeah, it would be a big money fight, too. So, like, everybody wins. UFC makes money. They get to feature two very popular, you know, fighters. So people yeah, would. Got, yeah. Putting, putting him back in the grinder with uh Poirier or like, I, I just don't, don't, I don't like that fight for Connor. I, I don't think he'll find success just yet. I think he needs to get another fight in there. It's like that tune up to kind of get that win streak back, like get that hunger back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like the, the Cerrone fight was good and then the pandemic happened and then like it's been it was like basically a full year until he fought again. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like or, and again, you, or does he fight Jake Paul? <laughs> I don't think that happens. <laughs> or pound for pound, the, the, the biggest boxer coming up, two and zero, KOing NBA athletes who have zero bo- pro boxing experience. So let me ask you this. If you got Jake Paul and Ben Askren, who are you taking? This is just oh <laughs> like Ben Askren Ben Askren is a is a world class athlete, world class not, not taking maybe not, world, maybe not a world class boxer, but you know, like I don't I don't know. That's a real interesting fight. Like like, but, again, like you if can't, Ben Askren not wrestling. Is, but if Ben Askren just thinks he, oh, I'm just going to show up and beat him because I used to fight in the MMA, he, he might be, he might be, you know, he could get upset. You never know. Yeah. Because, like, because what was it? Uh, Ricardo Amendolia and I were going on Twitter and they were talking about Dylan Dennis and Jake Paul, right? And I was like, uh, he, he's got Dylan Dennis going all the way regardless he's gonna like he'll take Dylan and I'm like I don't know because Dylan bo- we're, we're talking we're talking boxing if MMA no way like 100% Dylan Dennis wins that fight I'm not even gonna have that discussion right yeah, that's, but we're talking boxing not even close. we're right? talking boxing we're talking boxing right Jake Paul has obviously figured out a formula that works for himself to generate knockout power Right. So it's obviously there. It's been proven. Dylan Dennis's stand up is non existent. It's not good. So it's not anything could happen. It's not a strong suit. Like he's he's known as more of like no. a, a, a world class jujitsu guy. He's a jujitsu guy, right? Like, yeah. and again, I, I just like it's like you put two people in a ring to just do one thing only. And again, two guys that don't have skill, it's almost watching a little street fight happen with like these two kids. And it's like whoever swings and hits first and connects, that's who's going to win. That's honestly how I feel. That's what's going to happen. Like, 
Are you gonna Are you gonna pay for that fight? Are you gonna be a uh, God? So you, God, no. you got you got Jake God, Paul no. against Ben Askren then. I I don't like making these predictions because honestly, like this, <laughs> like what all, I I'll, say, all I'll say is this: knowing what I know about Ben Askren striking, which is not existent, he's more of a world class, like kind of like Dylan Dennis. He's he's known for he's other a things. World class wrestler and he's an athlete. He's a grappler. He's fantastic. Is can he? But again. Like he, it's, got it's like throwing him into a into, bad, it's like throwing him into like a badminton match. Like you might as well exactly. just do that. But like he got his head blasted in with a knee from Jose, uh, sorry, um, Jorge Masvidal, right? Like, um, if that doesn't, again, that was a scary knockout, right? I know it was about a year and a half ago already, but still, you get guys that get clipped like that. They're never the same. They don't recover. They don't recover. You don't recover from that stuff. Knowing what we know about head trauma. (laughs) Like, you don't recover from that. Like, Vondale Silva was never the same since he ever got, like, like, it was like one of those, what was it? Who did he get knocked out by? Marco Krokop KO, where he got, like, head kicked into, like, Yeah, he got head kicked into a next week, and then it was, like, he, he, he just could never find, but it was when he got nailed by um, Rampage Jackson. That's the one that really kind of did it for him. The, the Rampage Jackson, the left hook, that yeah. one hit it for him. Same thing with Chuck Liddell. When Chuck Liddell got hit by Rashad Evans and just got knocked to oblivion and basically shit himself, right? Ever since then, he got tapped. It was a knockout. Like, it just happens. No, it does. It's absolutely like there's only so many shots to the head that you can take, you know, Jake Paul's Jake Paul's very young. I think he actually, he has, you know, some legitimate boxing experience. I'm not going to say like, he's going to be like world champion at any point. He's not elite. He's not elite, but he he, he has, he has people that he trains with that are coaches that are legit. That does that. He does, he does his boxing work with, but with that said, is this where fight sports is going where it's going to be like, it's kind of like that. It's almost like the pride days back in the day. It's like, it's like Aaron gall versus like 30 midgets or something like it, like something like I, in the pride in Japan, where you're going to fight like giant Silva, who's like seven foot six and you're going to like rolling leg locker or something. It, it, it's at that point right now where especially like, because you can't have fans in the stands, Right. Like because there's the revenue stream is just so limited right now. Right. So if you're doing pay-per-view, you can only rely on pay-per-view and merchandise and whatever. Right. Everything and advertisement leading up to the fight. So you're not going to have a gate. So, yeah, like they're thinking up with as many different ways they can try to make money. And these are the, the options they have. Right. Like that. Like that's the reality. Right, and so if you're you're getting into these antics of the, the the World Wrestling Federation or WWE style because again you you're trying to create things that people are going to buy and people are going to generate. You're Nobody, trying you're trying to create drama. That's what exactly you're, you're trying, trying to, to create you're trying drama. To, you're trying to create you know like Conor McGregor, perfect example of it. Somebody who is creating drama or like he's you know being the bad guys talking talking butts into the seats like it, it is a bit it's a business after all like you if you want to make money you need to be able to you know have some personality and you need to be able to talk people into like either a i want to see this guy win or b even better sometimes i want to see this guy get his ass kicked floyd mayweather yeah. another example of that coming up world-class well that great- got delayed amazing amazing boxer but like Floyd Mayweather his whole career was the bad guy he's like listen like he's like I'm gonna beat you whether you like it or not I'm the best boxer in the world and you know he was he was a major draw for a long time yeah he's supposed to fight Logan Paul but that got delayed now so I think it's gonna be uh April I think they pushed it back that'll be that'll be interesting as well but it's gonna I, be the same I don't, I, story. I don't. I don't see. I don't see him laying a finger on Floyd Mayweather at, at no. this point. <laughs> Floyd is. This is just a money. This is just so Floyd can pay off his next car. 
Like, <laughs> that's all it is. Like, 100, no, $100 million, I'll take that. Exactly. Speaking of, I mean, speaking, of, speaking of money, Aaron, I don't know if we want to skip ahead here, but do you want to go over the, the new rules and regulations for people that are listening and for what's going on in Canada? Good old Canada. So, starting tomorrow, yes, that's going to be interesting, especially with the newest travel uh, ban. So all, well, Canadian flights cannot go to the Caribbean destinations and Mexico destinations. And then all only international flights can land in Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg. No, I like don't even think Winnipeg's on there. I think it's like Montreal, Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver. Oh that's yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's those four locations. And then every international individual coming into Canada must have an, have a rapid test for COVID test, and then they must stay a minimum of three days in a hotel at the cost of that individual could range to $2,000. So my question is, are they staying at the Ritz Carlton? Because what the F, how that, that place. <laughs> I know, I know the hotel industry is really suffering right now, but like, but are, are they staying at like the, 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 the King Edward in like downtown, downtown Toronto, where it's like a five-star hotel. That's like, you know, 400, 500 a night. Like, where are they, where are they staying? That's a, that's a pretty suit. That's a, but Listen, I, yeah. my, my wife works in the hotel industry. I, I know the, I know the prices and I'm just like, where did they come up with this number? But again, it's, it's all about discouraging people from traveling at all and not leaving the country more than anything. And again, it, I understand hundred percent why people are mad. I totally get it everybody's fed up that and that's the reality i think people are just yeah, plainly that's, that's fed up you're right they're mad right and i think it, it, again if you come back to like okay why wasn't this implemented so much longer before right why were people allowed to come in and out and do whatever the hell they wanted and then we don't we still don't have a band-aid on this thing it's still it's like nothing we're, we're coming up on a year people have had enough some people have been out of work for almost a year. Like it's getting, it's crazy. It is like, well, what do you, what do you do, Aaron? What do you do? Like it's been, it's been a year. Wouldn't you think that there's been, you know, some formal plan or a call to action or something that, that everybody can get on the same page on, which I don't, I don't think it is. I think the issue is you're right. Like people I think are fed up with the situation um it, it seems like you know when some of the some of the rules aren't really following or like you know passing the logic filter as i call it and like or like some of the things that like you hear when it comes not even just restrictions but it's just like health recommendations some of them are like yeah you know are valid like hey like if you're in indoor large indoor areas with a lot of people mask usage and all that stuff you know that's fair. That that seems like there's some thought to it. If you're in an area of high concentrated people, I've also made fun of the fact that they've also recommended that you wear a mask while doing adult activities with your significant other, which is kind of mm. ridiculous because um, if you're already in the same household as that person, you put you <laughs> yeah. put on a mask as you do it. You're good. You're not going to get COVID. I mean, but if you if you if you don't, it, your your risk of COVID goes up nine hundred percent. Or like, you know, like even when we're talking like with Nate DeSantos, like uh, uh, a while ago as well, where like he even acknowledged like, yeah, like there should be restrictions. There should be some rules in place for like, okay, like this is what we sh we this is what we need to do to kind of mitigate the situation. But it needs to make sense because if it 100%. if it if it doesn't make sense, people aren't going to fucking do it. Um, well, like an example, an example, like a jujitsu example is okay. Where you're going into a place, you're gonna wear a mask. You wear a mask up into the mat. You take it off. What's the fuck the point of even wearing a mask at that point, or even just wearing it to there? You might yeah. as well. You might as well. Or it's, or it's like okay, like you're allowed to drill, but you can't roll. But you're already in contact, and you're already exposed to one person. So. Tell me how that makes sense. It's either like in that situation it has to be like an absolute. It's either like, okay, you want to train with a mask on, go for it. it. 
in, or if you want to like, let's say you work with one person and you're in contact with one person and you know like their whereabouts and everything and you're both being, you know, safe and socially responsible, go for it. Should you be throwing orgies right now, Aaron, looking at you with like 50 plus people? No, you shouldn't yeah, be sure. doing that, Aaron. Shame on you, Aaron. <laughs> Enough with the orgies, Aaron. We're in this together. <laughs> no, that's not happening, trust me. Um, <laughs> but I've been saying this, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Like testing is a key thing. Yes, it has to happen. But what I don't understand is again, and these tests are available, but they haven't been approved. It's a rapid test, right? But I'm talking about, you has to be a test where it's obviously cheap. You can have at home multiple uses. And so and the idea is you can test yourself every morning. Okay. Do you have COVID? Yes or no. Does the family have it? And trust that people, if they test positive are going to stay home. Right. And not, or whether it's at the work or, or whatever it is. Right. And trust that people will stay home if they are sick and their family will stay home if they are sick, because that's the exposure level. Right. And then you can have some sense of normalcy with, obviously some restrictions. So whether it's mask wearing, again, like I, I don't see the problem with, I, I don't interact with tons of people outside. You don't interact with tons of people outside. Okay, let's go train jujitsu and roll, right? I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, in a one-on-one -on -one setting. Now, in a one-on-one -on -one like, setting, right? Should you be doing that with thirty people right now? You're kind no, of rolling. You're right? kind like, of rolling the I, dice, I, in my opinion. I, but you're, you're 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 rolling the dice with that, especially when it comes to, again, like again, I don't. The worst thing you want to happen is somebody gets sick, while you guys are all together, and then the whole group gets sick. So like that's the the worst. Like I'm not yeah. going to tell anybody what to do, but just. And we, again, all know, everybody... we all know people love to hear that <laughs> but again but again I, like people can do whatever they want again people get sick all the time i totally get it but it's just mitigating the risk so in case something does happen you don't nothing comes back at you that you don't want to regret right or your whole business gets put down because of something happening like that's that's what you don't want to happen I don't think anybody wants that to happen at all. No, right? I don't, so I I don't think, think that's anybody what, does. I think most people I think, are sensible. And, 100%. I think people I, are sensible. I think people want to do the best thing that's for them. And people want to be able to do what they want to do, right? Like, should should you be going to a bar, right? Where And again, you, like, <laughs> you I've never known. Should you be going on vacation bar. to the Caribbean and people tell you, hey, you know, stay home, don't go on vacation. And then you know, certain politicians decide to do that well, and, and go, and go hey, we're going to go, hey, we told everybody to stay home, but we're going to go on a Caribbean vacation over the holidays. Well, people see that and they're like, well, you're telling us to stay home, but you're not even following that. Why the fuck do I have to follow what you're well, telling and, me what and to and do? That, that's the thing. Like, if, if, if you're going to set a set of rules, and especially politicians who are still making a paycheck they still they didn't lose a dollar right they didn't take a pay cut or anything like that i'm sorry if this if these are the rules and your politicians cannot even follow their simple rules obviously these rules are not proper and and so why is the rest of the country or the rest of the province following them so that, that that's the whole thing and that's why people are mad if if people were if everybody was locked down together and there's no bullshit going on People wouldn't, people wouldn't be as mad as they are and they wouldn't be bitching. But because all this other stupid stupidity, basically what it is, is going on, that's why people are mad. Yeah, it's really what it is. And I think tying it back into the, the stock market, it's where, you know, like the market makers are kind of changing the rules on the fly in their favor. I think a lot of that is sometimes happening with not, not, not saying like, you know, people are changing the, like there are, there's rule changes and, you know, things on the fly, you know, of course it's like, a, it's an evolving situation. So like there's some parallels, but there, there's also, you can't really compare the two, but like you, there's, there's kind of like, uh, what are the, what are the words I'm looking for here, Aaron? Like there's some, there's some parallels to it where you, I'm losing my train of thought here. 
We're basically here. you're again is people just just if you're gonna do if you if you're gonna say something follow through that's it. yeah like, no that's that, that, that absolutely that that absolutely i agree with that like if you're like, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a set of rules you should stick to those rules and you shouldn't be able to just change those rules halfway through when you know they they may not work in your favor i, I think that's it man like i like like I've said before, I, I think everybody wants us to be done and over with as fast as possible. I mean, I, I don't know when that day comes. I really don't. Nobody really knows. And again, it, people are starting to get frustrated. I'm not saying the revolution's coming. Like, what the fuck do I know? We just talk shit, right? But I think it's patience, but it, people are starting to lose their patience. That's for sure. They especially start to lose their patience when, A, they're being told what to do, but then they're seeing, you know, certain people and politicians and things like that blatantly breaking the rules. And they know that, like, they're breaking the rules. It's not just, the, oh, I, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to travel over the holidays. It's like, you knew very well you weren't supposed to do that and you did it anyway. What the shit? <laughs> I think, man, cool. like, honestly, like, people want to work. People want to put their businesses back up. They want to be able to do what they do, right? Like, again, like, there's people, like, this is all, again, I feel, again, I've said it before, like, we, I feel so bad for so many different school owners or people that own stores that can't open because of these rules, right? And they're brick and mortar places and that's the way they make income yeah. and they can't do their passion because they've been restricted, right? Yeah. Like even you and I, we've been restricted. We can't work with people. That's our career. That's what we do, right? And it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? I'm going to go be a, an electrician or a plumber or whatever. Like, and that's not something a lot of people want to do. That's all that basically they, they worked their entire life to have their business the way they wanted it. And they're not being able to do that at all. And there nobody's has, covering. There, there nobody's has to be a way. Them. Yeah. There has to be a way to pivot. I think that's the biggest thing is there has to be a way to pivot the certain industries, like the fitness industry, for example, like a pivot can be you're training people, but you're training them virtually. You're not actually there. Is that a perfect scenario for like personal training for example no but like at least it's a service that you can offer i think a lot of times even for like jiu-jitsu as well you have to find ways of people still want to train people still want to do jiu-jitsu people still want to you know focus on their health and get in shape you just have to find a way to you know create a product and deliver it in a different way where with the restrictions you're able to do so and still make a living. That's, I think that's really the trick. Do, can you do that with every industry that has been affected by this? No, unfortunately you can't, but I think there's ways to, you have to change kind of the business model of what you're doing. Just talking from like a business standpoint, you need to be able to change business, business wise, what you're doing and you need to make some pivots or you have to take a step back and go, okay, well, now, unfortunately, a lot of times in this situation, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of businesses that are going to get shut down and it sucks. Well, but you know what, though, like and again, this is the. The government has to be responsible to some extent for this issue, right, because you can't shut down industries and then just say, oh, it's not our problem. Like, I'm sorry, because you haven't let us open. It doesn't work like that. Like, I'm sorry. There has to be some form of repercussion down the road. Like, and I don't know what that is. I don't know how it goes. Um, I'm not in that situation, so I don't understand. I don't well, I know think, what that is, but. I think another thing is like time frame. I think it's another thing. I, it's getting people very frustrated. It's okay. So we're going to lock down on this day. Um, we're going to revisit it every two. It's like, okay, we're going to extend it two weeks and then we're going to extend it another two weeks. And then we're going to, or like with schools, for example, now with schools being purely, uh, online, started purely, purely online in the GTA where it's okay. Like we're going to revisit it. Like, all right. We're going to keep your kids home for another two weeks. Okay. Now we're going to do it until like until February. Now we're going to do it till March break. I think 
there needs to be some transparency. People are going to be pissed off regardless, but I think they would respect it a lot more if they're like, okay, we're going to, we're, we're just going to keep everything online the rest of the year instead of just constantly extending it because I think you're just going to piss people off even more. Be, be honest. Even if it's not what people want to hear, be honest and be like, okay, this isn't working. This is what we're going to do. Um, this at least is going to give you some time to pivot and think about what you're going to do for the next, you know, few months instead of just like this constant limbo of, well, is my kid going to go back to school? Is it going to get extended another two weeks? And is Aaron going to pull out the, the, the small remaining bits of his hair that are remaining on his head? What, what pisses know. me, what pisses me off more than anything is when these guys get up and talk, on a press conference and they say, well, we're going to release that on Tuesday and it's fucking Thursday. And it's like, motherfucker, just tell me now. I don't want to wait till Tuesday. Like, just tell me now what it is. What? Because you don't have your, your you're not ready to take, uh, take questions now. Well, too fucking bad. Okay. You know what the, the deal is. You already made a decision. So just fucking tell people, like, if you're going to lock us down, then just lock it down. Like, don't di- – oh, well, we're going to let everybody know on Tuesday. You've made a decision. Stay tuned. Like, like, Stay tuned. Come on. Tuesday. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a movie trailer, okay? And that's the thing. <laughs> they're, they're, they're treating it like a fucking game. Just move forward. Just be like – and just have a plan. I think it just comes down to that. It's like, this is where we're going. This is what we need to do. This is what the next month is going to look like these are the targets for when we were going to start easing restrictions. So like, let's say we're under, I don't know, X amount of cases a day, let's say a thousand cases a day. This is when we're going to start slowly opening things up and doing different yeah. things. Have you yeah. heard any of that? Have you heard any of that? No, no, no. Right. And again, like, that's the thing. Nobody knows anything. And the only people who are allowed to know anything don't tell you shit and they keep changing and keep moving the goalposts when they want. And that's why people get mad. <laughs> Going back full circle, the stock market. People are market makers are moving the goalposts, and politicians are moving the goalposts when it's when it seems uh, okay for them, but not okay for us. But does something have common? It's all the government. It's the government. <laughs> it's the government, man. It's the government. Oh, the government. But, it's all the yeah, government. Yeah. So, ah, well, it is what it is. But I think this will be um, – we have some – who do we got on tomorrow? We got Dave uh, – David Mosley is going to be on tomorrow. Um, we're yeah. we're going to be recording a podcast with him. By the time you hear this, we'll probably be releasing his podcast probably towards like after this session that we've done as well. So Yeah, so this is, this is going to be – Look forward to that. They, they, if, if you're listening to it now, it is Monday. It will be dropping today. Um, and then you will be seeing David's on Thursday. Yeah, so that'll be Aaron, who will be uh, the monkey in the trunk working on that. Yeah, but um, got some exciting news for especially we do have a special guest coming on. Um, I'm not going to say his name just yet, but I'm going to have kind of a panel because I put out a question for everybody, especially like who was working in the cannabis industry. And I have two really exciting guests that we're going to bring on who work in the industry, but are also very uh, know the science behind it. We're going to be chatting, especially mostly about like, again, the cannabis industry, but again, sports performance, recovery effects, why all of a sudden the change, especially in the industry being more acceptable, especially uh, when we look at um, sports organizations, all that kind of jazz. So these guys know it and we're going to really have a good conversation with them. So I'm excited for that podcast. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that one as well. That'll be very, very eye-opening, I think, for a lot of people. But it'll be, you know, times are changing, Aaron. Did you know that? Uh, they are. They are. Yeah, but like, and again, like, it's not that um, I didn't want to bring anybody. Again, I know a lot of you guys, especially the audience, are out there that have used cannabis before and use it during jujitsu. And you're like, Oh, it's awesome. I, I can tell you. And again, it's not that I, I just didn't want anybody to just train jujitsu and smokes. <laughs> I wanted, <laughs> like I wanted some individuals that okay. well, well, talking it, about. we're talking about in Ontario. Cause we, we would have to have like 700 guests on at least. Exactly, <laughs> right? so, I, I, I wanted that again, like I'm, 
I don't know everything, right? Like I want to have- And they would all be late because it's 420. Exactly, 100%. So I wanted to have those individuals on to tackle, again, the scientific stuff. So you guys can get that information and then apply that to your training or if if you're already kind of there or- just have more info. That's it. Or, or if you just, yeah, it basically, if you just want to know more about the subject, we'll be, we'll be recording a, a podcast very soon with some special guests that are very influential and knowledgeable in the cannabis space. And if you want some can cannabis, Aaron, you're going to go to spirit leaf water down located at 64 Hamilton street, North in Waterdown, Ontario, Mike. CBD, THC, C3PO, R2D2. They got everything you need there at Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at Aaron. One more time. 64 Hamilton Street, uh, north. And let's be honest, curbside pickup. It's very safe. Place your order. Show, show some love for them because, I mean, and besides, you're at home. What else are you doing right now, Aaron? What are you, what are you doing, honestly? What are you doing with your life? Why don't you smoke uh, some weed, Aaron? Smoke some weed. Man, I got the Get it together. <laughs> Support our sponsors. Get some goddamn weed. What else do you have to do? Maybe it's chill me out a little bit more than I am right now. Probably would. You're, you're a little angry. I've had an interesting week, that's for sure. So, but it's going to get more exciting. So we'll see what happens. We will see. We'll definitely see what happens. Listen, everybody, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the podcast, and we will see you soon.